Hi, I'm Sadeh. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 130 so- of Shades of Brown. This week, there's a lot of a lot of video game stuff to talk about, actually. Like, not, like, I mean, I wouldn't call it, like, big news, right? But, like, there's definitely been some uh, stuff Bullshit to talk about. Bullshit news, maybe. Well, I mean, kind of. Some of this, some of it is, like, legit news and some of it is just yeah it's just a little bit so let's start with the first bit of bullshit and this this one is actually actually bullshit um is uh is so uh so like to preface the story uh doom eternal the latest uh doom game that came out this year uh we have talked about this on on this podcast before right both of us have played it uh i've i've finished it uh so there was an update recently uh and it added uh, an anti-cheat driver, like an anti-cheat mechanism from Denuvo, which makes stuff like DRM, like game DRM and um, anti-cheat. And uh, the, uh, Doom Eternal has a multiplayer mode. Uh, I imagine that's what this anti-cheat driver, anti-cheat, mo- anti-cheat software is for. Uh, but the but the problem is, uh, I guess, or the or the I guess the controversy or the or the a big uh point of contention is that the the anti-cheat driver is at the kernel level right so it is like the another ring zero another uh, it's like the valorant uh valorant anti-cheat system right uh so so uh like i am i'm like i'm not affected by this because mostly because i have already played the game i've i've played the singapore i have no interest in playing the multiplayer so i basically uninstalled the game after i finished the singapore campaign uh and so what does like denuvo have to say about this so denuvo is like um guys uh we don't send any any monitoring or uh, telemetry outside of multiplayer matches and and the uh, and the and the uh code doesn't run when the game is not running right uh and we 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 cons- we had like like infosec people and like people who like know how to like design these systems like t- like look at the system and like verify that this actually is is like a good system and please like please trust us like it's 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 actually okay that we have uh we have a kernel level uh like i mean like a, a code with like some code that's running at a high at a higher privilege level uh so so what's like what's like what like um I think like what what is gonna happen here is uh more and more of these games are gonna start implementing like more and more multiplayer games that are gonna start coming out with these. Um like so either you either you get used to this sort of code running on your system or you don't play these games. Uh, so what, like, I know you're not a PC gamer, but like, what are your, like, what are your thoughts on this, like, this kernel level, like, anti-cheat thing that is, that is now, like, becoming popular amongst and these anti-cheat vendors, right? Uh, like, what is, what, what is your verdict? <laughs> I, I understand why they're implementing anti-cheat. Like, I get why you're doing it. And I also get why game companies are sourcing out to firms like Denuvo for it. Mostly because this is kind of Microsoft's fault, right? Like I posted about on Mastodon where I bingo card here. I'm about to talk about containers. Everyone, you know, skip ahead 10 minutes or whatever. But in this specific case, right? What does a game need besides calling like graphics APIs, calling audio sound APIs, right? And getting device input. Like you don't, you don't actually need probably a little bit of file system access, right? Uh, I mean, I, like, but a game really doesn't need the full set of permissions that a regular Windows application would get. And with the existing container system, and and I should preempt the concern that well, UWP games fail to launch from the Windows Store and they kind of act like shit. That's different from the container. That's just because installing stuff from the Microsoft Store on Windows has always been really fucky. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a it's. It's problematic, yeah. That's, that's, that's not the fault, that. though, of the container, right? Like, I remember when Static, we were playing Sea of Thieves. Like, Xbox Live just failed to start with it. That's not because it runs in a container. That just because... Okay, so, yeah, that... So, I had to, like, reboot my computer to, for, for Xbox Like Xbox Live was just not working on my system at all. Like, it was just, like, failed to log in. I guess it, like, bugged out and, like, wasn't... It, they thought it was, like, disconnected from the internet or something like that for some reason. But, like... Because if you, if you just run the game 
in a container. What the advantage would be is that A, it's a protected process. B, Microsoft could update Windows to have like a specific game container, right? That has a different permission set than say a regular sandbox app that's built exclusively for games. And more importantly, with that container, they could do a couple of key things that would help prevent cheating. You can A, make sure it runs in a protected memory space because a lot of cheat engines will just modify the memory right of the running process. And that's why they run in, that's why these anti cheats run in kernel space so they can catch that being done in real time. With, with it running in a forced, like protected memory space that even say kernel level processes, except maybe some that are whitelisted for Microsoft can't touch, right? Then at that point, you're not able to go ahead and modify that. You also by limiting it to say only using like regular usb drivers or whatever or accessing like windows abstracted input layer like you wouldn't be able to say as easily use like auto aim tools because you could if it's running in a container you could also block say actually hmm. I was about to say you could block screen recording programs, but you could, but then that'd break streaming. But I guess in that case, then Microsoft could provide like an official API to get out to get video feeds from a game, right? And then just like use let streaming tools use that. Like there's technical ways to solve it. OBS can OBS can get in there. Uh, OBS, I'm pretty sure OBS can stream like Windows 10 game, like when like games inside containers now. I think that used to be a problem when at first like those games came out and you couldn't stream like Forza. Horizon or whatever, uh, but like I don't think that's a problem anymore. Like OBS has way, and Microsoft could also they have a kill switch for apps running on Windows, right? Like it isn't even if it's a regular Windows program, Windows can silently remove software running on your computer. Like Mac OS can do it, and they could do that for cheat tools. I mean, yes, but I think I don't think when Microsoft uses that kill switch uh, ever. Uh, well, they use it for malware, but I mean, they could like if they used it for a cheat tool is that really breaking like a user's expectation for privacy no i mean no uh and so so i think so this uh first of all like de Nouveau's, uh the person uh in this arts technic article the person i guess who runs this project over at de Nouveau, michael uh is is like uh this only it's like it, it doesn't it only detects cheats. It's it's not tamper protection, right? Like that's the diff- that's a different product from Adenovo. Uh and but, but it's not open source though, right? That's I think it's the issue. Okay, I mean, yeah, let, let me let me let me complete like what he said. Like I want to like put his perspective here because I I like I want to like get the what they're saying out here because it's like they're saying that this uh, unlike like existing anti cheat systems, they don't stream shellcode from the web. Uh, so like if if it's like the system is compromised. Uh, like the attackers can send down arbitrary malware, um, which is okay, good. Uh, and it's, and the other thing that he mentioned, which he really like shouldn't have mentioned, I don't think, is that he's saying that these same gaming machines already have a set of subpar, uh, administrative services with active internet connections, drivers from mouse and keyboard vendors, lighting and overclocking services. If attackers really wanted to compromise gamers' machines, they would go through them not through the world's strongest anti-temper software i don't think he should he should have mentioned i don't think he should have said that i think that was a, a pr blunder but let's like putting the pr blunder aside let's talk about that for like he's talking that all these uh like grazer software garbage right is is like more creating a bigger like it's creating a significant attack surface that you are not getting mad about why are you getting mad about at us for having a like a system that's audited by security like security folks and we we are like you know this is a system that we sell to AAA vendors and we put development effort into uh so like why why are you mad at us is basically what i'm getting so it's like like what what is what is going on and, and also, I think we should note that Doom added this after the fact, right? So if you bought the game, you can't play single player without having the anti-cheat in there. And, and like, but back to the, his point, he's not he's not wrong on that. Like, yes, I think we talked about we talked about Valorant that like, hey, if you have a bunch of gamer um, applications installed on your computer, you got a pretty leaky like setup there. Like, run run any network sniffing tool right on when you launch that Razer Chroma app, and you're reaching out to just globs of data are being sent about your system over to razor servers yeah yeah so it's 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 he's not wrong but like that doesn't really help 
their case. It's just like, hey, it's like whataboutism, right? Like, it's just like, hey, what about those folks, right? Like, that's not, it's just, that doesn't really, like, it's a PR mistake, right? I, I get why he said that. It's, it's like, it's a very common defensive, uh, argument style. Sometimes people just, uh, like, fall back to the, fall back to that kind of argument. Uh, but like, well, then also the last sentence, right, that he said, where it's like it's human nature to have a fear of the unknown, and no amount of technical claims by us could address that. Trust is built up over time, and we. I think- mean, that's not untrue. Like, that's not like he's not wrong. He's just he's not wrong. But I think he I think he ignores though. He ignores the fact that when it comes to like running applications in kernel space, I'm fairly certain most OS vendors take a like, don't trust anything running here because it all could be malicious because of how much access it has. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know anyone who's, I don't know of any, say, security person who would who would agree with the sentiment that okay if it's vetted and stuff yeah we could just let software run and, and do things in kernel space if we trust the vendor who makes it like no if anything runs in kernel space like it's always a vector for attack and you want to lock it down as much as you can and only have what needs to be running for like system functions to be running in kernel space it's uh it's just like i i've uh so the whole problem, like the whole thing about this is, is about trust, right? And like, he's like talking about trust is, is difficult here because people conflate like, like it, it, there's no, tr- there's no way to verify that Denuvo is not doing anything shady without being like some sort of security researcher who knows how to like reverse engineer code, right? Like you, that's, that's like, it's, it's not possible for the normal person to verify that Denuvo is not doing anything shady, right? Like even if, like, see, 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 you said that earlier, this is not, it's not open source. Even if it was open source, can you, like, it would probably be written in like C or C++. Like, can you, do you really think that the average gamer can read C++? Like, that's, that's not, that's not going to help. That's, 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 I mean, being it being open source means that other people who can read C plus plus can you know like read the code and and verify, but like that's not like even like a really a solution, right? Like it's it, it feels like it, at a certain level you either trust this completely or you don't. There's no like in between. Like yeah, it's sort of like because it's so like deep in there. It's like. If if you, you either trust it or you don't, so it's like either you play these games or you don't. Like it's that's basically the, uh, basically the things. Or if you're on Linux, where Doom Eternal ran beautifully because it runs only in Vulkan, you now cannot play the game that was working perfectly for you a week ago, which is even more fucked up. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like this. Uh, this is like like another level of anger here is that this does not, did not come on launch, so people who already paid for the game. Like, and have put in hours in it and can't refund it at this point, right? Like, so they're like basically stuck with the game that they, they don't want to play because, because they, they don't trust this code to run on their system, which is, you know, fair enough. Like, that's, that's, it's your system. You decide which code you want to run on it. And it's like, and this, like, it, it's also like, like customer, like, it feels like, yeah, it came along after the fact, which it's always, always feels like a, like a bait and switch, right? Like, you feel like you got, you got baited. Uh, and then they, and then this changed the part below you. I think there's an artist comment that sums up a lot of this. Kernel level minimally invasive doesn't run us out of the doesn't run outside of the game. Pick one. All three can't be true at the same time, which is accurate. You can't. It's it's not minimally invasive. Like that's that phrase is not true. Like it's just by by nature of it running inside that level of privilege, it's it's already invasive. Like and then also doesn't run outside of the game. I don't believe that either because how. Let's say, let's say the game makes a call to the cheat software on launch. Well, you need the you need the cheat software to be running as a consistent process because what if someone just modifies the game, right? So, yeah, someone ha- someone can, you can modify the game, does not call it. So the thing with Windows Server, okay, so let me let me clear something up about Windows services is that Windows services can start on demand; they don't have to be running. Uh, so like, uh, so like, like the game can start the service. Like that's what I'm saying. It's like the service, like the service can be stopped and started at will. Uh, if it, like uh, so, like if the game needs, like the game, I, I guess when you start the multiplayer or you start the you start running the multiplayer, it starts the service in the background. 
and if when you stop it, it like stops service. I hope that's what it's doing. Like that would be the easiest way to verify this is that you ver you, you what you do is you launch the game and you look at the services state in services.msc uh in Windows, and then you see if the service is like stopped when it's the game is not running or uh like and then you check if it's running when the multiplayer is 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 running right so like you can verify that at least i believe like that is verifiable if if like the service is not running like if this code is just running in the service then if the service is stopped then the code is not running right that's like a pretty i think that's a pretty safe bit of uh that's a pretty safe assumption to make uh i would say i would i would say like you know like if some people are like, well, well, what if they have code that's not running inside the service, right? And then what do you have to like a separate process that they start, right? Or whatever. Like I I feel like I've somebody has to like take a look at this like in a at a deeper level. Like, is this actually like like at- Because I think how how does if you have multiple games that are using this service, how does the how does it get updated, right? Like how does this has to be reaching out somewhere, some way to a network to either get like updates for it, or is it always included with a game? But then, what do you have games with multiple versions of it, right? Like, I feel like there's some sort of universal update. Yeah, it, it's included with the game. It, it's 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 included with the game because I mean, it's the public, like the the developer or the publisher has to license it from Denovo, right? So it has to. But then, does that mean then that if you say if I have Doom Eternal and let's say the next Assassin's Creed game uses this anti cheat for whatever, I mean, they won't free to play uh, multiplayer. But, it, but just an example, yeah. right? Do I then have two versions of Denuvo anti cheat on my system running yes. in kernel mode? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. That's gross. Yes, uh, because because of the way these things work and the way PC gaming works is uh, you <laughs> you bundle everything together. Uh, so it's, it's not. It's so not, this goes back to our main point that this is a problem that Microsoft should solve. Yeah, I mean, yes, Microsoft OS could vendor. solve this, but they they, they should solve to it. Stay out of it, I guess. Uh, they have, I guess, they have other problems to deal with. Uh, it's almost as if it's almost as if being the OS vendor allows you to to build a f- good set of like APIs and stuff to help games run and not be tampered with so cheating happens less. It's almost as if a platform vendor has that kind of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess Microsoft just doesn't want to get involved. Like they just they just don't care enough or they don't think it's it's like a thing that they want to get involved in. Like it's What okay, conspiracy time, all right? What if this is just a play to get people to buy more Xboxes? If they let cheating become so bad on PC while doing nothing, that's that's, that's a one hell of a cons- that's a reach. That's that's a hell of a reach. Uh, <laughs> you could say it's a Halo reach. Actually, we're not talking about that topic next. Never mind. Let me roll that back. Um, actually, we are we are we are talking about the Xbox. So I feel like we have no more to complain about. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about let's let's yeah, let's speak of, like we we let's smooth transitions. By the way. Uh, let's talk about how let's talk about the I guess it's about Assassin's Creed Valhalla really is is the topic it's also I, Microsoft's false uh, bullshit market I mean it's okay. they have been pimping it out that saying that the Xbox Series X horrible name is going to be 4K60 and then Assassin's Creed developers were like well actually hold up homie this is going to run at 30 frames because that's a smooth cinematic feel which is an objectively incorrect statement and and then Microsoft's like, yeah, we can't really force people to run at 60, which you can. Yeah, you, which, you which is like, you should have said that in the first place. Like, it, you should have been like, we can, like, the, the system's resources will let you run games at 60 frames per second if the developers decide that's the direction they want to move in, which, which, you know, is, is, yeah, that's, that's how consoles work is like the developers have some leeway in making the, making the creative decision in, in, uh, in, in locking at a certain frame rate, right? Like it is a creative decision, a creative and a technical decision at the end of the day from the developer's perspective, right? Like it's like Assassin's Creed would run at a minimum of 30 frames per second. Uh, but see, that's the thing that's weird to me because if we take existing, so the Xbox, right, is a Ryzen PC running a Navi GPU. So if we look at like what, what a Ryzen 5 is the equivalent because it's an eight core or an eight, yeah, eight core CPU on the Series X. That can run Assassin's Creed at 60. That's what's confusing me. Like an existing PC today, right? With the same of similar specs to the Series X, similar speed SSD, similar like compute unit GPU can run it at 60. No, you know, this is, this is not, this, it doesn't map. See, this is the thing you are talking specs, but the thing is, it's ultimately 
the developer who decides whether they use the specs for a frame rate increase or the, whether they use the specs for a for uh, increase in visual fidelity. Uh, and I guess Ubisoft is choosing the latter. They're choosing visual fidelity over frame rate. Like they are choosing for the game to hit 30 frames per second so they can get a higher visual fidelity because guess what, Chosa? Most people don't care about the frame rate. This is the thing, right? Like that's this is the thing we we keep running up against is that most people don't care about the frame rate. They care about how the game looks visually and how it will look in 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 streams and in YouTube videos. And for that, you want the the be- the best visual fidelity you can squeeze out of the system. I think uh, I think that's starting to change. I, I know think that's it's starting not. Because it's not really changing, bro. Like I'm think, like, think I'm about thinking okay. So about it. so like, we have <laughs> we we have here right a whole generation of people playing video games coming up watching streamers, right? And you stream on PC. Like some people stream from a console, but it's usually like Nintendo games, right, or Sony exclusives. No one, sh- most people are not streaming Destiny, Call of Duty. You can't even stream Valorant, right? No one streams Overwatch from a console. All of the people who are streaming it are streaming it from PC. And what do you? They're running at 60. And I feel like there's a there's many people who are experiencing the games for the first time at higher fidelity, uh, like not higher, higher frame rates, right? And then if they go ahead and pick it up on their console, I feel like it, people are becoming more cognizant of the frame rate difference just because when you go and watch it on stream, right? Say when I watch a Destiny stream after playing it on my Xbox, I obviously notice the frame rate difference. Like the game looks smoother even through a Twitch stream that's like kind of compressed. It still looks smoother. Right. So I think, I think what is happening here is that AAA publishers still think that people care about the visual fidelity more than they do about the frame rate. Even if that's like not the case, if as you're saying, if that's not the case, AAA publishers have always been slow on the uptake. I mean, we know this, right? Like they they are always years behind uh, in what they think the public wants versus what the public actually wants, right? Uh, so they like Ubisoft, like somebody at Ubisoft has like made that decision. Is like, yes, we care about that. We care about like they call it cinematic experience, but what they really mean, like they they want the the game to look good. Like they want the visual the fidelity over the frame rate. That that's the decision they're making at the end of the day. Uh, and they're like At the very least, Ubisoft, if if Assassin's Creed Valhalla doesn't run at a native 4K, I'm gonna be even more annoyed. Like if this is like 1440p, 30 frames per second, like temp like TAA up to 4K, that's gonna be even more annoying. Cause okay, fine. You want 30, then run it natively at 4K. Because this hardware should at least be able to either hit 4K or or 60 frames, either or, right? Like that should be a possibility for at least, you know, for, for this kind of hardware, because if a PC running similar specs can do better today on the frame rate side, but, but the console side, you get more, you get a, you get a bigger performance budget with the same hardware as PC because obviously there's more optimized drivers and a bunch of other native like call stuff you can do on the graphics side to make it run better. So like. Uh, last, like, earlier in the month, like, uh, Jason Ronald, the Xbox Series X, uh, development chief, like, he was like, uh, they ultimately view resolution and frame rate as a creative decision, which is, which is true. And it's like, he's like saying that sometimes from a pure gameplay aspect, 30 frames per second is the right decision they can make. Which, I mean, but the problem is though, the problem is they put out an optimized for Xbox Series X badge and they're like, and they're marketing. They're like games with this badge. Yeah, they'll be up. They'll be able to run to forty to four K sixty or like lower resolutions one hundred and twenty. And they're saying games with those badges, right, will be like peak fidelity. And it's kind of all bullshit marketing. Like, because if it, if it's hitting thirty and you're saying that oh this console can do up to sixty, like sure, I'm about to make a car reference. So please, I'm sorry, but sure, a Tesla can go from like zero to sixty in under a second. But if you continue, if you're just gonna push it past sixty, you get shit battery life, right? Like no one runs their Tesla at like eighty miles per hour the entire time they're driving it, because then your battery life goes to absolute trash. Sure, maybe maybe the Series X can do eight K sixty, right? If you're playing a game like I don't know, like Celeste, or if you're emulating like uh like a, a side scroller, sure. But no one's actually gonna ever hit that theoretical performance budget, so we need to start speaking about what this hardware can do in practical terms. And if it can't hit it, if the if all if mo- if the only launch game to hit like 4K 60 or 4K 120 is Halo F- Halo Infinite and nothing else hits that budget, then this console is not a 4K 60 box. Then it is a 
it is a 1440p box or whatever, right? And it needs to be like marketed as such. Yes. I mean, I'm saying 4K isn't even possible with current gen PC hardware, bro. Like 4K60 is very difficult. It's not possible. 4K60 is not possible. Like I keep saying, like I've said this before, 4K60 is incredibly difficult to reach with current hardware. I mean, you don't really even need like a native 4K60. You could always use like just a super sample up or tamper yeah. If you use, even if you like like that's a like that's a lot of pixels. <laughs> that's a lot of fucking pixels. Uh, like it's like I'm not. I don't have a brother with 1440 1440 60. Like that's fine. Like I I'm I'm not a resolution hound as much as. Uh, um, I, I've, I've prioritized frame rate over the resolution and it's like, yeah. So like they, they have the headroom. So these consoles have headroom. This is what they're saying is, is the, these have headroom to give you more freedom in how much visual fidelity you can, you can put in before you have to stop and, you know, optimize for frame rate or whatever. Right. Like it's, it's, it's giving developers more leeway and the, what they do with that leeway is up to the developer. Uh, so ultimately, which has always been the case, and it's like a, a month of marketing fluff will not uh, will not change that. And I'm 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 glad at least that this is coming out before before the console comes out, so no people are not like oh they lied to us uh, and we now we got a shitty console or whatever. Like I don't know. Uh, it's, I'm just I'm just more annoyed that uh, I just I see the problem is I made the mistake of playing. Assassin's Creed Odyssey on GeForce now at 60. Yeah. And now I know what it's like. Yeah, it's and, good, right? And you, it's, it's good yeah, shit. Ubisoft, Ubisoft would rather just add more NPCs that do nothing but walk around in circles to yeah, an area that improve the performance decision. of their games. <laughs> that's a creative decision, unfortunately. And in some ways, it's you can you can blame Ubisoft for this one, really. Like, they, I mean, Microsoft cannot force developers right like they really cannot like it's they're not in a position to force developers to make their games 60 frames per second like these are not like ubisoft is not their first party developer like they can't do that uh like there's they have no enforcement power in this situation so it's like what did people expect that microsoft is gonna fucking like put a ban put a like fucking huge hammer over developer like third-party publishers and be like you you have to make your game 60 frames per second or whatever like no, that's not. So it's only going to happen for first party titles. Like if only first party titles are going to be like like that. Are they? Are they? Like I mean, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, I mean, hopefully that's like. Oh Halo god! Infinite if the is. next Forza Horizon game runs at thirty frames per second, no, it's about not. a bomb. I'm gonna be annoyed. On, come on, bro. Forza Horizon five, like five four is. You know, like the only reason it doesn't run, like it, it already has a sixty frames per second mode on Xbox One, right? Like, it's, yeah. So it's like you know, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna regress. I hope. Uh, so, so I mean, the Forza Horizon is probably not. The, it's probably gonna be fine. Um, Halo Infinite is probably gonna be another one that you know has has probably like some sort of toggle between performance and visual fidelity. Oh no, it's, it's Halo. I imagine Halo Infinite's gonna be like Halo Five in that. Because even on the one on the series or the one X, right, Microsoft, these console names are so bad. <laughs> so bad. On the one X right now, yeah. it basically it does everything it can to keep a sixty like a, yeah, a sixty it does. FPS frame rate resolution, lock. right? Yeah. yeah. So I imagine like Halo Infinite is just going to be like, sure, you can get four K, but we're going to prioritize frame rate, and everything is going to be on a sliding scale to hit that frame budget. Although maybe maybe Halo Infinite will be like, oh, we'll do we'll try and push 120 because you you could easily just bump up the FPS target, right? I mean, 120. The problem with 120 is how many display, like how many like TV displays are running at 120 right now? Like that's that's what well, I don't even think it's a, it's a, it's a, well actually there's a good amount of TVs come 120 uh, hertz. Like that's actually PSP is a sports because a bunch of sports, right? Like watching sports in 120 is actually better than watching it in 60. Interesting. Um so that so there's actually a fair amount of like Samsung TVs, a bunch of LG TVs all come with 120 hertz. That's actually pretty common nowadays. Okay. Um but but with a game like Halo Infinite though, you want lower input latency, right? You want that at all costs. So even if you're not only displaying at 60 hertz, running at 120 still means you're getting a more competitive experience, right? Even even if you're visually not seeing any benefits, right, right. Uh, so, so that's like, I mean, this. I mean, nothing about this topic was like surprising to me. I was like, yeah, of course, like some games won't run at sixty frames per second. Like, no shit, no shit, bro. Like, who believed the marketing? Like, uh, who's believing the marketing out here, bro? Like, what the? I fuck? didn't believe the marketing. I just believed the gamers Nexus Ryzen reviews. <laughs> that's all I believe. Oh my god. <laughs> 
just no. But speaking um, about um, speaking about poorly made Ubisoft games, we have a Assassin's Creed um, Samurai Edition was announced this week, or coming or gameplay was shown off. Um, so there was a state of play video, as they call from uh, from PlayStation on uh, the PlayStation channel. Um, uh, for uh, for for the samurai for the Sony's samurai game, which is called Ghost of Tsushima, uh, people might have remembered this from the last E3 that happened. Like they had like a they had like a cinematic trailer for it for it. Um, so yes, so finally we have some footage, the gameplay footage. It just it just looks like like Assassin's Creed Odyssey in Japan, and it it that's just exactly what I want, bro. So just give me give me the fucking game. That's I mean, fine. just like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, it also does run at 30 frames per second. So don't oh, worry. Don't worry. Oh, they got you there. Bro, they got you there, folks. Bro. Come on. I mean, I'm going <laughs> to play this even if it's at 30 frames, bro. Uh, because, because see, the thing is, the, like high-quality open-world games are like not as common as you think they are, by the way, because they're expensive to make. Uh, this uh, I was about to troll you, but I, I kept quiet. I was, you, you said high, oh, high quality open world games. I was about to be like, are not Assassin's Creed games. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> fuck, fuck. But I will keep quiet. Um, <laughs> so, so like, 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 I'm, what I'm gonna is like, like games at this level, like at this sort of budget level and like at so this sort of production quality, eh, like you don't get these often. Like the last one I played was, who oh boy, what was the last one? Uh, what was the last? Or Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Like, what are the last good, like, quality? Assassin's Creed open- Odyssey was probably the last open world game at this scale, right? That I played, right? Because yeah. uh, Outer Worlds was an open world game, but it was a really small scale. I wouldn't consider that on the same scale as this. No, I don't, I, like, I didn't really count Outer Worlds as, like, the same sort of budget level, even. Like, I, like, I mean, it's like double A budget level, and it's not really open world ish as much as, uh, as these games are. Uh, True, true. And like so yeah, so like Assassin's Creed Odyssey was was like the last last like huge open world game that I played. And games at that level, like I love those games, uh unironically, by the way. And it's like it's you don't get those often. So it's like finally some good food, you know, like that kind of thing. Like it's it's finally uh a, a game that I that I wanna play. Even like even if like even if it runs at thirty frames per second, give me that shit. Like I'm, I'm gonna eat it all up. Uh, I love, 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 like I saw the map and I was like, here we go. I'm that map is 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 yeah. There we go. That's the map. Um, the map with all those uh, markers on it. You know, undiscovered locations, bro. Uh, it's it's gonna be fun. Like I I, I the combat system was like the combat system looks like sort of assassin esque like. Right. And there's like, they showed off like two different styles of, uh, basically like, uh, approaching missions, right? Like you can approach it in the, in the, in the, in the samurai way, right? With, with like, with all, like basically swords, like you just confront the enemy straight on with no stealth. Uh, and then there's like the ghost way, which is like the stealth mode, right? That's basically more Assassin's Creed-esque of like, you're using like distractions and like, uh, sneaking up on enemies and like causing noises and like, uh, jumping or doing double assassinations and things like that, right? Um, so which is fine. Uh, the world is the biggest. Okay, so the biggest question for me that right now is: this will like the qual like the the quality of this game will depend on the quality of the story and like the world design. Like that is, it's gonna be relying on those factors because they're mechanically they're not doing anything uh new or innovative right like that's not which isn't pr- a bad thing. Since it's Breath not bad. Wild it's didn't fine, do like anything that, mechanically new. But right? that means that. But yeah, like that means that they have to execute well on these mechanics, and they have to execute, which looks like they're like from the gameplay I've seen, like it looks like they are you know doing everything right, and like from and so so what they have to execute is these like character they have to execute on characters, they have to execute on story, they have to execute on narrative, and they execute on like the world like design like how you do like i don't know environmental storytelling uh stuff like that you know like sound design music you know uh stuff like that has to be like the part where this either this game is is a success or it flops right uh so that's like so uh so what do you think about like did you like see the uh screen Yes, I saw the I saw the the um the trailer that we have linked in the show notes. And jokes aside, for my disdain for the Assassin's Creed game, honestly, I just 
I, I genuinely can't play through one of these games without getting like tired. Like the reason I love Breath of the Wild so much is that it was like small scale, right? Like Breath of the Wild didn't have a huge map. It had like a compact map with a lot to do in it. And when I play, every time I play Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I just open this world map and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, it's 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 overwhelming. I, I guess the reason... <sighs> I get the argument, right, that there's value in the money, though. I get, like, $60, you get a good amount of game. But... No, I mean, it's not about the even value of the money. It's more about... Uh, it's more that the Ubisoft uh, way of designing open-world games is, is basically, like, doing a checklist. Uh, like, you have the map is your checklist, basically, right? Like, all these objects on the map are items on a checklist that you you can complete, right? Like, that's that's the way I see these games, in, in a way. Um, uh, and the way I enjoy these games is just like, I think this is, this is why it's critical that the world be good to be in, right? Like the world should feel like you are part of a, part of like a living world, part of like a world that is like, has like uh, life in it. Uh, people, people roaming around in like random NPC events or whatever, right? Like it should feel like a world that's lived in and it, that will what this game success will for me be like it what it differentiates from a good open world game versus uh a bunch of the, like a boring one right and the last sony open world exclusive was was go like uh what is the horizon zero dawn right uh and and the thing with horizon zero dawn is that even though it like so in some ways it was had some weird like uh story stuff going on but like mechanically it was very interesting right like the whole thing about with with the mechanical dinosaurs and monsters was very very cool and the weapon systems was very innovative it, it, it was fun to play with uh with the different kind of monsters also wait no the last open world sony exclusive was death stranding oh oh yeah, right, that, right, that right 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. technically that's yes i forgot about that stranding um unfortunately or fortunately i guess um but yes, uh, you're right. I, that, I forgot about that stranding. Uh, but like, like, what was the like? There was Marvel Spider Man, which was technically also an open uh, open world game, right? Uh, which I'm, although I guess this, this speaking about Horizon Zero Dawn and Death Stranding, this brings a, a question. So, if the last two first party Sony uh, open world releases are getting confirmed PC releases. Do we think this game will get a PC release? Probably eventually, but years after the fact, right? Like Horizon Zero Dawn took like what, like three years or four years to be like possibly like well, death stranding is a couple months right after. yeah i mean death stranding was different death stranding feels a little different right like it feels like kojima had like there was like some sort of different kind of deal going on there but like with first party like really like guerrilla games uh or like like sucker punch with first party sony studios it feels like maybe might get a pc release like years down the road Years after, like, the game has already sold its, like, peak potential and, like, sold consoles, right? Basically, like, that's, I mean, these are, the, uh, you should remember, these, like, exclusives still, like, Sony is banking on these exclusives to sell PlayStation 5s, right? Like, that's the point of these, like, for, like, they're going to spend all this money on these first-party exclusives to sell consoles. Uh, like, that's the, that's the play that, uh, these, these first-party, like these platform holders are making, right? These are console sellers. Like they, they take a loss on these probably. I mean, I mean, probably not. I mean, if it's good, it'll sell a lot and it'll actually like not be a loss. So like, you know, that's, that's, the, but they do take these risks to sell these consoles. They want these like marquee titles on, on these platforms that it can use to market, uh, the visual fidelity, uh, of, of the, of the power of these consoles, right? Uh, as always. Uh, which brings like to the, like the last question, last real thing is like the performance. Like this is what this is is was the footage running on a PS5? Was that what that was? Like no, this is PS4 performance. I thought I, I don't I don't know what it's running on. They never mentioned it. I would imagine a PS4 Pro. So like my guess would be either like 1440 ish p. Like that's a most Sony exclusive. Or like 1080p 60 maybe. Like 1080. No, this is running at 30 on the uh if you look at the video oh right it's just 30 yeah, it's a 30 frames per second so i imagine uh, because sony tends to prefer like sub 1440p ish for their games they usually don't push out these like will just upsample to 4k which is fine so so like the architect article says this is like a ps4 exclusive i mean okay but like it's just a pretty late ps4 exclusive in the cycle right like i would imagine this is coming out on ps5 as well right uh well so remember remember this game got pushed up and released right 
Remember when Last of Us 2 leaked? This and Last of Us 2 were pushed back to be closer towards the PS5 launch. And then around the time of the whole leak, this game finally got a release date. So like a bunch of there's a bunch of rumors that Sony was technically going to try and do a double release right of this for PS4, PS5, with the PS5 version being, you know, better, but PS4 because they know everyone's not going to upgrade day one to still get, you know, get good sales out of it. But because of because of how fucked Last of Us 2 is, they pushed it up. So like if you buy this version, like if you buy this on launch and you buy it on PS4, like do you get the PS5 version as well? Like is, is that No, no, that's that? what Microsoft's doing. Microsoft's doing smart delivery, right? Where they will give you the upgraded version for free. Uh once again, I guess back to our prior topic of bullshit marketing from Microsoft. It's only for certain games that have it. Meanwhile, if you buy an EA game, um you will not you will technically get an upgrade, but only if you buy it within a set period of time. But smart delivery is for if games officially support smart delivery, then for the entire lifespan of that game, if you buy it on whatever console, you get that version of the prior systems version. Um, but Sony hasn't announced a similar pro- uh, program yet. Mm, so that's what I'm wondering. Like, if you buy, so if like if this like launches on PS4 in July seventeenth, uh, uh, and you buy that version, do you get do you, uh, do you get a better version? Uh, like, do you have to pay for it again if you get a PS5? I hope not, because that sounds well. Like ba- technically, the PS5 might be backwards compatible, kind of. Like, Sony's been pretty weird about like describing their backwards compatibility. They've been saying like in theory it should be backwards compatible, but they haven't given a definite like confirmation of what what gets to be backwards compatible. It's, and what it almost doesn't. like this is one of those games. It almost feels like you buy you wait for the PS5 for, to play this game. It almost feels like that, right? It's almost feels like you really you really really should just wait for the ps5 to come out and play that game on a ps5 if you want to buy a ps5 that is right like like that's the thing it's like yeah it's 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 like it it feels like a game between generations and that's always a weird place for a game to be i feel like especially one of these like marquee first party exclusive titles it's always a weird thing to be at the end of a console generation and you when you know like the next generation of console is well actually it might be better sometimes to buy the last gen version because if you um if we look at breath of the wild breath of the wild technically ran better on the wii u versus the switch i think you think technically was a lower frame rate but or lower resolution, I mean, but, but the Wii U version technically ran better than the um, Switch version of Breath of the Wild at launch. Breath of the Wild is... Uh, I mean, it, it, Breath of the Wild ran better on the Switch if you had it undocked because the frame rate was capped, by the way. Uh, <laughs> it's just, uh, it's a, just, just a pro tip, by the way. If you, if you have Breath of the Wild, and if you play it undocked, you're probably going to get a stable more stable frame rate because i think it downgrades the resolution right and uh yeah it runs at 720p um when when in handheld so like it actually runs kind of worse uh, from a frame rate perspective in docked mode uh which is incredible by the way so yeah i mean i'm cautiously optimistic about this about this title like i as i mentioned i um i, I do love these uh do love these kind of games these these as as they say is, is extremely my shit uh so like you know i hope it's good like i like i really do hope it's good like i do love me some more open world action uh it's been a while it's been a while since i played uh, a real like a ubisoft style open world game like that oh i did play the division too i guess that counts uh so, so but it's 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 just yeah yeah uh give me give me some some more of that uh samurai action i guess uh I guess it's just oof, this is this game looks good. Like, don't get me wrong, this game looks good. I just I don't have the attention span to play this kind of game consistently. Like, I'm still in the I still haven't left the um I'm in the you remember The Witcher Three? You remember the mission where you have to um like there's a Baron who has a daughter and like he buries yes, her. Yes, I wrong? Do remember that's the fir- that's the first big mission. Yes. Oh yeah, I'm still there. Oh. I see. And I've owned The Witcher 3 <laughs> since launch. Oh my god. He really uh, we really haven't finished that game. Uh at least not that first story. That's okay, the first so in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, do you want to know where I'm at there? In Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I am at the part where you're raiding where you're fighting um you're with Sparta. It's the first time you meet up with the Spartans and you're oh doing like a first god, big that's fight. Like, that's really early. That's like the first, like first bit of the game. Like yeah okay uh so really I'm, i mean okay i mean I, that's fine I, this, I have a problem of not being able to finish games that's, if you actually I mean, have I'm, tips I'm, I'm, if you I'm, have I'm, tips please at me at joseph xyz <laughs> 
I I don't know. Like the tip is to I guess to just to play story missions. I guess I don't know. Like uh, it's easy to get distracted with these open world games. That's that's for sure. No, that's the problem. Like in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, every time I play, I ended up in like a different. I ended up in a different complete island just by walking around and taking my boat there. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, right? That's the thing about being in open world is you can just fuck around uh, and not progress. That's a dis- also uh, for the furries out there. You can pet foxes in this game. So you know, ten out of ten game of the year um so you know just 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 saying uh so that's that's what else is let's talk about halo like we're talking about microsoft's bullshit so then we got a halo 2 for pc it came out and okay mind you i think it's important important explanation is due here because you know be saying isn't halo 2 already on pc well there's a halo 2 release for windows vista that is fucked it's a bad port and it's stuck on vista i don't even think it runs on it doesn't run on Windows 7. I think it only runs on Windows Vista. I, I don't even know if... I know, I don't know, actually, if it runs on Windows 7 or not. Like, or even on Windows 10. Like, I, it might run in compatibility mode. Like, I, I, I don't know. But any... Well, it might be games for Windows Live, too. I don't even think you can run it today. Oh, did they not remove the... Win- oh, if they didn't remove the win- games for Windows Live thing, they might... Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. That's true. Like, so this is uh, Halo 2 anniversary for the PC version of the Master Chief Collection. Uh, came out on Tuesday, right? Yep, Tuesday at 8 p.m., which is weird. <laughs> which is a very... Ver- so I wasn't able to play it until the next day on Wednesday. Like, I've been streaming this game. So this game has been my... I've been streaming. Um, so... You know, it's been a while since I played the Halo 2 campaign. I, last time I played it was on the original Xbox One Master Chief Collection release. Uh, so that's, you know, it, that, that's a long time ago right? <laughs> at this point. So going back into it, you know, it first first thing you'll notice, first bug, by the way, it's like straight away you'll notice, is the cutscenes are buggy. Like cutscenes uh, sometimes don't have subtitles and also they always have higher than... Like they they don't respect your audio settings. Like they just run at maximum volume, which is not great when you're doing a stream. Because I have my like I have the sound, game sound set to a certain level, just so it's like not too loud. So like although can, from my side watching the stream, Twitch was normalizing the audio. So I don't it know if Twitch was normalizing it or OBS. Like it, Some, something OBS was normalizing it because it sounded louder, right? But it wasn't as if like you were talking quietly and then the audio, it wasn't anything like that, right? It sounded, all the volume sounded normal. Yeah. I mean, it was loud from, because I have headphones on. So it obviously like the effect is like the, the, the it's like the difference between the levels of the normal gameplay sounds. Uh, and the and the cutscenes was like significant when you have the headphones on, right? And I don't think it's as apparent on stream as it is on, as it is for me. Uh, so like, yeah, so that's the first bug you'll notice. And sometimes subtitles, as I mentioned, don't appear. Just, just, just. I don't know if they're missing from the game or they just bug out and don't, you know, uh, don't show up. Which is not great because I do, I do use subtitles. So you know, uh, sometimes I have to- like sometimes uh, I have trouble like keeping track of what people which person is saying what uh, i don't know it's just like a weird thing with game cutscenes for me so i always i always play games with uh like always play games with dialogue subtitles and like cutscene subtitles turned on that's like the first like the first like one of the one of the i launch a game i go turn on the subtitles and settings uh because i always play with subtitles on so that's that's a pretty like that's a this is normally accessibility bug uh, i feel like because you know the cutscenes this is a single player game right uh mostly like the, the if you play the single player campaign like n- not having uh subtitles for your cutscenes is is, is is a pretty bad bug uh that's uh, that's not great uh what else there's some more audio bugs right there were like some guns sound like they have different audio mixing than the other ones like some of them sound louder than the other guns and weird reload animations are also broken and that reload sounds might not work if we reload too fast <laughs> that's, that's hilarious okay um yeah sound so sound issues uh i've seen issues with in the ai be uh, like getting stuck in geometry or like sort of uh sort of t-posing sometimes uh the other big i think the most uh, closest have gone into a game breaking bug uh, bugs are the checkpoint bugs where sometimes checkpoints just for some reason don't trigger when they're supposed to and like so like you'll make a lot of progress in a level and then uh then you die then you don't really go back to like a 
pretty old checkpoint. You're like, wait, what? Like, did, did I not have a checkpoint in between there? Like, what happened? And then you then you run through the same part again, and there's a checkpoint. And I'm like, okay, like they just like it just did trigger the last time for some reason. Like, I I don't know how, how what what causes that bug. That must be a fun bug. Like, what causes like the checkpoint system to not trigger properly? Also, too, there's that one where um there's stuttering when loading in new areas. Which I would imagine, right, is he's like this. You're running it on SSD, and I imagine this game's like game logic was built with the assumptions of hard drives. <laughs> yes. So, so what happens is, uh, it it's to, it's it's basically like loading hitch, right? Like you're loading between different, like I guess areas in the game and when you do that like if you're moving like uh if you're just like running around moving like kind of speed running the game right uh like as i'm as i was speed running the game because i know how this game works like i don't like i don't i'm not playing this game slowly uh so i'm just like speed running between like all these like uh empty parts of the level and i'm like why is like uh, as like as soon as i try to step into the next area there's a like a like a hitch for like a couple seconds uh like the game just like pauses basically while it loads the next area and it's like that like that is obviously as you mentioned probably a bug uh, that probably a bug caused by modern hardware like modern hardware is actually the problem right now because it's like the ssd is like the game game like how would that work on a console like i mean it's it's on an nvme ssd right now like it's like well how is that i don't know that feels like a so think, I mean, well, think about it like this, right? If you're a lot of these transitional areas are corridors, you start walking on the corridor, and then I imagine as soon as like it's that detected or something calling, like start streaming in the assets from the next part. But if you're going too fast and the assets were like streamed too quickly, it might they get there might be because there's a lot of issues with variable refresh variable frame rates in these games. That's why Microsoft says it's experimental, right? Oh, you thinking some sort of race condition, like some sort of weird race condition bug? Okay, I mean, yeah, I can. It's easier, right, to write a game to be tied to six, to like thirty FPS or sixty FPS as the game logic, rather than writing it where everything runs outside of the frame rate. Right, right. So, uh, so I would imagine there's some like bugs from that, and like some old engine bugs for cropping up with the. <laughs> yeah, I mean. So like nothing like the, the checkpoint thing was the most annoying thing out of these like uh the uh, the audio problems while uh, kind of an mildly annoying it's not like the biggest like the subtitle thing is is an accessibility failure and that they should really fix that uh it's it's not good to have that um but it's still better than the original PC port of Halo yes, 2 I mean yes uh, the the original PC port was uh let's just say games for Windows Live was hated for a reason you know uh, it's, uh, it, it, it wasn't. Was a, it was the uh, the current cheat problem. In Windows 10 was it actually Microsoft's first attempt to push PC gamers to the console market? It was games for Windows Live. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was not uh, as 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 older PC gamers uh, might know. It, it it's definitely not Microsoft's first attempt at that. Uh, so yes. Uh, so I'm glad to be able to play this on PC uh, in a version that's not uh, not a shit show of the uh, old DRM. Um, so it's it's nice to be able. It's a nice and short and sweet campaign, and you know, Halo Two is not. You get it's cool to be able to play as the Arbiter. Uh, the flood is still annoying as fuck. Uh, the brutes are really still annoying to deal with in this game. Uh, uh, very annoying. Um, so. Ugh. Although I think this game's really about the multiplayer because on my side, right? Like my first when I got my 360 back in 2006. Yeah, 2006. Halo 3 didn't came out yet. We bought a copy of Halo 2 with it. So, like, I originally played through this campaign in, like, 2006. Like, 14 years ago? Jesus Christ, 14 years ago. Wow, time's a circle. The world moves on. But, um, so, and of course, I played through the Anniversary Edition when I bought my Xbox One to get, when I got Master Chief Collection with it. And I still think that even if this game is flawed, like it's still a good shooter. Specifically, we talk about $10, right? Like for the price you get for it, like for 10 bucks, you're still getting a good game. But what makes me sad is how broken the multiplayer is right now because there's two components. You have Halo 2 Anniversary, which is like using the updated game engine, but not all maps were changed to it. So this, when you matchmake with it, you either get an anniversary map, which is the new textures, new layouts, new maps, all that. And then you also make it loaded into a Halo 2 classic game match, which is using the original engine. And it's kind of broken right now. Like there's bugs where shooting a weapon might accidentally betray someone, even if you're not shooting near your, like your mm, teammate. So it has like hit registration bugs, right? Like, uh, yeah. And 
it's it's not it's not great right now and i i and i think the the longer like the longevity of the master chief collection will be in how good these multiplayer map like modes are versus the campaigns i agree that's that's i i do agree that long term i think they they should focus on fixing the multiplayer uh because yes, that's, I would imagine people come back to these for the multiplayer. Like I, I'm, I'm like I'm in a minority where I don't really care about the multiplayer. Like it's it's weird because I used to play a lot of the Halo One multiplayer back in the day, but not these days. I don't really care about the Halo multiplayer all that much, uh, and I mostly play these for the single player camp. Like I bought these for the single. Like I bought the original Xbox One Master Chief Collection for the campaign, and later on I found out that <laughs> the multiplayer was really bad. Uh, turns out uh, on the original Xbox One Ma- Master Chief Collection, and the co-op was buggy, you know, uh, stuff like that. Uh, so like I'm I'm not the like I guess I'm not the target market for the multiplayer, but like. Yeah, most people are buying these for the multiplayers. So I would hope, uh, you know, like they they keep fixing the multiplayer. They keep uh, having uh, progress progress on the uh, you know like they they still have a few more games to go. So they still have Halo Three, you know, Halo Three ODST. They, they have uh, and Halo Four. So they have like three sets, three more games before they are done, right? With with the amount of games in this uh, in this collection. Yeah, and then you get uh, hopefully. Halo Infinite getting a good PC port. I know that these games aren't going to be an indication of it, but right now, like, I wouldn't be wary if anyone's like, I don't trust 343 to make a good PC port of Halo Infinite with how these games are. I mean, uh, like, the Halo. I think if Halo, if Halo Infinite had these same issues, right, when it launches later this year, I feel like we're going to have a different conversation. Than yeah, that's, game. that's a different, that's like, a, that's that, that has, doesn't have the excuse of like it being a old engine and like, you know, all these weird edge case bugs that crop up when you try to port from, uh, from a, de- from like, how old, like, decades decade old maybe uh like engine to to a modern system and like you're trying to add multiplayer you're trying to connect it to xbox live you're you're uh you're like fixing like direct x related things you're you know like doing all this shit like that's bound to uh crop up like all these weird edge case like bugs you know so it's like that that's like to a certain degree it's like excusable for these to have be buggy like this but like yeah, like if Halo Infinite is is buggy, then that's uh, then that's that's not going to be good luck for Microsoft. Like there's a there's a great bug in Halo Two we were talking about before we started recording where if you're using a mouse and keyboard, Banshees perform better than using a controller. I, lo- I love that. I love that bug because it's like Banshees have always been uh, my my. I've always played Halo with uh, with the with the uh, mouse and keyboard. So like, and I've few banshees with the mouse and keyboard as well so that's that feels like a vindication for me finally <laughs> being the pc uh pc player playing with the uh with the with the mouse and keyboard finally i get my faster banshees as a reward uh so so you'd love to see it uh i mean it's a bug they should they should probably fix that uh but yeah uh, it's it's fine it's Halo 2. It's it's uh, an all right campaign with a lot of tie-ins to a, te- a teaser at the end, you know, to Halo 3. So. Oh, and then also we have to we, we mention Anniversary Edition has inexplicable ties to Halo 5. That if you are new to the series, if you are new to Halo and you open Halo 2, that first cutscene will make no fucking sense it to you. Won't. It's, it's amazing. It's like, what was that? What was that cutscene about? Like It was, it was about- Spartan Locke talking to the Arbiter about something that takes place in Halo 5. And like, you, like, if you, like, imagine if you're like a person new to the Halo series and you, the first thing you pick up is like, the imagine like, you pick up like, the Halo Master Chief Collection on PC, and you're like, oh, I'm finally gonna get into Halo. Uh, and then you like play Halo One, it's fine. And then you play, like, you play Halo Reach, you play Halo One, you know, it's all good. And then you get to Halo Two, and all of a sudden there's like Spartan Log, and you're like, who the fuck is Spartan Log? Actually, and- actually, this <laughs> might be a good introduction to the Halo series because this little bullshit, this little taste of bullshit, will prepare you for all the all the fuckery three four three does in later games. Yes, that's true. That's true. It will prepare you for remember you for all the Cortana nonsense that's coming on like later. You know, like Halo Five, like you know, the, the Grave Mind and the Forerunner bullshit. You know, it's it's all it's all uh, it's like a little taste of the bullshit. So if you like that kind of bullshit, stick around, bro. You're gonna get more of that in Halo Five. <laughs> no one likes that kind of bullshit. Let's go to the street. But I am I am I'm hopeful that Halo 3's port will be good because Halo Three is objectively the best Halo game. If you disagree with that opinion, you can at me at packetcat104.social, of course. <laughs> Uh, my in my opinion, the best Halo game is the one that he played first. 
Uh, oh no halo 3 was like the one i really got into multiplayer that's why although what what is sad is that forge really hasn't been like pushed that much on the master chief collection and i feel like there was this huge community in halo 3 especially specifically as the first game with forge of people just making custom game modes and maps like that's what i spent the majority of my time playing halo 3 online was playing in custom game modes and custom maps made in forge and I feel like there's a missed opportunity because I know for PC you get, you can get the Halo Five multiplayer like server browser version, but who the fuck plays that? Who who plays that? No one. Nobody. Does. Nobody. But probably nobody. Um, but yeah, I hope they keep focusing. Like I feel like they don't want to focus on the like they don't want to fix all these issues until they get all the all the collection the games in the collection out. But like I I don't know like they've been trying to get all these collect games out before Halo Infinite comes out, right? I, I don't know, like, what the, like what the plan is. Like, what's what's the plan? This is literally going to be a repeat of Halo 5. Because remember, Halo Master Chief Collection was rushed because Microsoft, had, they had to delay Halo 5 for a little bit, right? And so, because the Xbox One wasn't launching with a Halo game, they pushed Master Chief Collection out of the door way too early. And so now, because Halo Infinite is what's going to be the launch title to get PC players back, I feel like they're trying to push this out to PC as soon as they can. <sighs> love, love, love to be a first-party developer. Uh, Time's a flat circle. Um, Microsoft, you could you own 343. You could probably put a little bit more money into getting a dedicated PC team for Halo Master Chief Collection. Maybe it doesn't make money, right? May- I imagine this project is not making 343 any money. No, it's not. I don't imagine it's a money project. I, I imagine it's more of like... It's more of like sort of like... Uh, it's it's a it's a beloved franchise, and there are people who care about it at Microsoft. I would imagine, uh, and it also like you know brings people back into the Halo world. Like the the like Halo Infinite's coming out soon, so you know you want people interested in Halo again, right? So it makes sense to dev- we, because we like, we don't know for like the Xbox, right? Like, are there going to be any good exclusive games? Because at the moment, outside of like a Halo game, we don't really know, and more so, like we also don't know if like. Like what's like what is what is infinite even going to be like? Like they're being way too quiet about it. Because, yeah, they're very very quiet about it. Yeah, because they they're apparently having an event in July to go over first party games, and who, who knows? Although I guess a Microsoft strategy at this point, it's it's a little strange because like it, with Sony, we can expect them to push on first party studios, but because Microsoft is just saying all the first party games are going to come to PC, which mind you isn't a bad thing. No, it's that's a good thing. Yes. Yeah. What's the selling point then on like their consoles nowadays? Like it's just it's strange. I mean the, the 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 selling point is still I think the convenience and the the single device convenience of having a device that just plays you just you have it you have it sitting in your living room you lo- you op- you turn it on and you launch a game, right? Right? You don't have to worry about like you know uh graphics cards or PC hardware, right? You just you buy this device; it does what it needs to do, right? And it, you don't have to worry about that, right? Like you have, you pay for Xbox Live, you have your multiplayer uh, experience. You know, it's all in there. You have this one device that does the game stuff. You know, like that's still the appeal of these consoles. Like I, I still think though it still has that going. Like the consoles still have that going for them, at least, is that you get that. You don't have to worry about like the PC, all the all the stuff that comes with PC gaming, right? Like all the all that stuff that you have to worry about. Uh, so you know that's Microsoft's pitch for the Series X: a smooth and consistent thirty frames per second. <laughs> all right, I think uh, we should wrap this up. I don't know. We had another topic, but I don't know if it's like really. No, we should we should wrap this up. We've been going for an hour. We were trying to do shorter episodes, and we totally oh, that's true. Failed. That's true. I mean, we, we were we, trying to push out a half hour episode, and we totally failed I mean, at that. Half hour is a little tight. For, like Shades of Brown has always been an hourish, so you know, it's. I feel like yeah. It's the, hours. We we were going to talk about Edison Mail is being silly, but um, email's bad. Don't use email. If you use email, use Thunderbird. Um, and then I'm gonna tell. Then I'm gonna give an email for our contact address, bro. Okay, if you'd like to email us, please. <laughs> Bottom post the email at to contact the two shades. But wait, is contact it, two shades. Is it top posting yeah. or is it bottom posting, bottom posting. that makes people mad? Is, is, bottom posting is the way to go. Uh, anybody who says you heard it here is, first. Anybody who bottom. says <laughs> anybody who says otherwise is wrong and doesn't doesn't know anything. So uh, email email us at contact at two shades of brand dot com. You can find uh, me on the Fediverse at packetcat at 
10forward.social and my website, salixsafe.com. There are all the, all the links to various blogs and stuff are there. And also, uh, before, before like I give the mic over to Christian here, it's like, uh, I'm trying to do Twitch streaming as a thing, make it a thing because I don't have anything else to do right now. So, you know, uh, Twitch.tv slash PacketCat. Hit hit the follow button. I'm trying to get to 50 followers so, you know, I can hit the affiliate uh, target, uh, which is, it turns out it's harder than you think it is. Uh, so, so please, please go hit that follow button. Uh, and just where do people, people find you on, on the, on the interwebs? All right. So we got a couple places. Step one at chosenfine at shitter.xyz. Step two, chosenfine.website. If you'd like to follow me making this um, VTuber streaming app, I'm actually po- posting a lot about that on Twitter. So twitter.com slash chosenfine, trying to get back in there because most there there's no VTuber community on the Fediverse because it's mostly just like Japanese folks and some English folks. And um, because of decisions made by Mastodon on the social in 2016, we don't talk to Japanese Mastodon apparently. So with that, follow me online there. And um, I, man, you know, I've been listening to Waypoint Radio, and I really want to steal that fuck capitalism thing as like an end line, but I can't. I can't cop that drip. That's not my drip to cop. Uh, who knows? Uh, stay Just, hydrated, people. Uh, stay hydrated. Uh, please play Apex Legends with me on PC. Oh yeah, if you if you uh, uh caught if you play so if you play either Call of Duty Warzone. Uh, or if you play in, uh, Apex Legends on PC, uh, hit me up. I'm, I'm playing both of those and Call of Duty Warzone is actually cross play across platforms. So, you know, if you're playing on PS4 or Xbox One, you know, hit me up. We can, we can do some trios and quads or whatever, right? You know, let's get the squad going. Um, so yeah. So, and with, with that, that uh, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>